It's 2021. Season two is here. This is Mostly Superheroes. What's up, squad? This is Logan. Welcome back to Mostly Superheroes. It is 2021. We're back for the new year. Excited to be here. And uh, we are still doing the remote shows, but we are doing them strong. And we're back with PC Mike and the Giggler. Let's start with you, Mike. How you doing? Happy New Year. What? How was your holiday? Happy New Year to you guys as well. Uh, holiday was great. It threw me off a little bit when you did say 2021 out loud. So... Um, we're here. Hopefully, we're back in the studio soon. And uh, but Logan's got this down now. He is a professional, I would say. He's even got a standing desk. I can see him standing. So yeah, we're standing up. We're being healthier in 2021. You know, we got goals <laughs> now. We got a schedule for the show. We got some organization happening. Yeah, it's it, we got a lot to talk about. Honestly, it's gonna be a really fun episode. But Andy, I just <laughs> um. I see Mikey on your name, but I'll still call you Andy for today because I know oh, the, crap. the giggler. How was That's, your holiday and your new year? Um, all good, man. About as good as can be. Um, but I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Missed you guys for sure. Excited to see what 2021 has to has in store for us. Can't be much worse than last year and overall. So well, maybe this year we'll. I think overall, the three of us have probably, like, we've, I think we fared pretty well for the year, you know? Oh, yeah. I feel like we were the ones that, like, we were just trying to stay home a lot. And, like, other than that, we've just been making this podcast. <laughs> yeah, for real. Stay, and staying home is my specialty. I, I love being at home, but I'm ready to, to get wild now. Yeah. I would uh, say you're probably elite at staying home and watching shows because I've yeah, this is true. Like, you. <laughs> Yeah, we've got this down, um, and there is plenty to talk about in 2021. We have uh, a lot of it that we're going to break open today. Um, and just uh, first of all, you know, we we did release uh, some news on the show. We have some new content happening out all the time. We'll do this at the end of the show, but just if you're wondering what we've done recently, I did just release, today's Tuesday, we're going to release some Mostly Superheroes, the music show every Tuesday. Just released the, my top eight TV show theme songs, and Mike... I, I mean, you're, I'm looking at you. I basically stole this from our original idea for like 90s TV. Remember when we had that idea? Yeah, I heard your little blip today on Instagram and I was like, okay, he went a little above and beyond. Why'd you come up with eight? Cause you um, because by the time I finished writing the eighth one, I was like, I'm tired. I was like, I don't want to look up any more TV shows. <laughs> like, that's usually how I, I judge it. I'm like, if I'm done, if I'm done looking stuff up, if I feel like I'm bored looking stuff up, that probably means stop looking for shows. So that's where I cut it off. Was the top eight TV show theme songs, and it, what was fun? I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen to it yet, but it bounces all over the place. Like it truly was my preference. But there's a couple '90s shows in there, uh, a couple from the 2000s, some recent stuff even. Um, so yeah, get over and check that out. That's exclusively on Spotify. Again, we pulled the music in right into the episode. 
Um, so it's a really fun one, um, and, uh, and I think you'll enjoy it. So with that, um, let's get into today's show. And we always open up, of course, fan mail. Fan mail. Um, first of all, thanks to our fans in 2020. Um, you know, Shays B. Malik, I always get his name wrong, but on Instagram, he's been still liking our post first time. He, f- he fell off a little bit during the holidays. If you're listening right now, man, I noticed that there was like a few photos that went up. You know, I scheduled them out and I saw other people coming in first. So I was like, oh, this guy must be just like really enjoying the holidays. I won't hold it against him too much. But we do have some new fan mail as well. And this is coming at us from a guy named Ben. And guess what, guys? He's writing us about the Mostly Superheroes gift exchange that we did during the Batman Returns Christmas special. And uh, he did pick his favorite gift. He says it was the Hulk and Spider-Man poster. So, Andy, that's that's all you, man. I'm honored. A lot of thought went into that. So, thank you, Ben. Um, I guess they he wasn't too into coffee, like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Double mugs. <laughs> Can't wait to get you guys back in the studio, do this exchange in person. But, Ben, thank you for writing into the show. Um, if you, uh, don't worry, I have your email. So if there's, you know, multiple bins out there, I'll write you. You'll have no confusion of you did win. And we are going to send you a mic, uh, mostly superheroes koozie or coolie cup, whatever you call it. And, uh, along with a little extra something, we'll get you a little extra gift too. So thanks for reaching out. Um, that gift exchange was a lot of fun. And like I said, can't wait to get you guys when it's safe and we're feeling good about everything. We'll get you back here in the studio. We'll do that, uh, exchange in person, but Hey, those are some solid gifts. I yeah, agree. mine finally came in, so they're ready to rock. They're just sitting in the guest room, so they're here. I can't wait. So you got my Superman jump drive. You got Andy's uh, Arkham Knight Batman figure. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, we got some more. We'll, uh, we'll we'll definitely revisit those. We'll let you know where those went, but we'll do uh, more gift exchanges in the future. That was a lot of fun, and thanks again to Ben for writing in. Next up, announce something big, along with all the announcements we have going on this year with the show. We have like our own fan base now. I needed a place for our fans to meet and greet and hang out. And I dubbed the name myself. We're going to call it the Mostly Superhero Squad. What do you guys think of the name? Hell yeah. I like it. A little alliteration towards the end. Good job. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I love being squad. It's just a great, just a great word. I love it. For me, it's been handy to just, like, I've always had trouble writing, like, when I write a post to the fans, like, because I always am. I'm always writing it from the perspective of our show to them. I was always like, what do I call you guys? Like, the the fans? No, you guys are the most superhero squad. Now I can throw out squad, and it makes sense. We got a Facebook group page for you. So go to Facebook. We already got 37 members. I'm pretty proud of that for just kicking it off, like, last week. Um, And we also have a place at the website for you a special place that is password protected for you guys only. And we're going to release a new password in these episodes. So there's a new password today. The old password to get you into mostly superheroes.com forward slash squad. The old password, we gave out some hints out there online. It was baby Yoda's real name. And of course that was Grogu. The new password is going to be, you guys ready? With a capital T, Thanos. Okay. 
need to get me one of those gauntlets. Yeah. Um, so why is it Thanos? Well, I'll tell you why. Today in the news and rumors is going to be MCU heavy. The meet next week, we'll talk about at the end, but it's going to be MCU heavy. And why am I talking so much about MCU? Because phase four kicks off January 15th. Start with you, Andy. Are you excited for phase four of the MCU? Not at all. <laughs> this stuff's overplayed. Not, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't even keep a, say that with a straight face. Uh, but yeah, what is it? Uh, like 10 days away? I, I can't wait. It's, it's just that little, fill that little hole of my Friday afternoon breaks from work. I'm assuming that's when they're going to be released Fridays. Um, just get back to it. Something to look forward to every week and see what's going on with uh, phase four here. Absolutely. I, I echo everything you say. And PC Mike, I know that you came in as kind of almost like resident DC guy in my head when we first started this thing, but we've talked about this the last six months. How, how are you feeling about the MCU phase four? I'm not gonna lie. I'm glad I'm on this podcast so I can actually keep up with all the stuff that's going on because there's so much that's going to be out there. Like when you talked about all the stuff they're releasing on Disney Plus with all the Star Wars stuff, I legit got overwhelmed. And I was like, how am I ever going to watch all this? Thankfully, there is a place. This is your home. And you guys keep me in the loop. And I love learning. But I'm excited. And I think it's going to be something different than something like we've never seen before with uh, WandaVision coming out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I'm right there with you guys and uh, can't wait to see what's happening with phase four. And we are going to focus a lot on that in news and rumors today. Um, but back to, you know, original point here, most of superhero squad, again, that password with it being MCU season is that capital T Thanos. So get over there. Um, we will have some exclusive content on there for you. First time we did was a little uh, uh, um, live watch of me watching Star Wars A New Hope. Now we have these new shows on Instagram that I'm doing Instagram live on Mondays. That's part of our new schedule. Check that out at mostofsuperheroes.com. The video for that can't really be found anywhere else. I'm going to put it on our website so that you can have it. You get access. As a listener, you put in this password, Thanos, you get to see our Monday episode, the video version, that's not anywhere else. It's not going to be available on YouTube to the public. Um, it's going to be only for you guys putting in that password. So mostly superhero squad. Hope you're excited. We're excited. Be sure to write us in our new Facebook group. And last piece on fan mail, uh, just if you aren't the internet type and you're like, I want to call, I missed the radio dial-ins. <laughs> we have a phone for that. It's 754-CALL-LOG or 754-225- 5564. You can call and leave us a message. You can text us. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm like embarrassed. Like, it's never, there's never anything waiting for me in there. <laughs> I think it would be cool to play voicemails. Like, once we got enough, and like, I think that's emails are great, but I think there's something about voicemails that just has like a personal touch. Yeah. I, um, I actually, you can do that on, my, on the music show that I do audible or not audible um anchor has a function for people to leave messages and i actually had someone leave me a message and i played it like on air like on the show so i we can do that guys i mean your the phone is hooked up to the mixer if we if you ever called in live and we were recording i'll answer it <laughs> so like we can get Notice. a call right now but um if you're listening give that studio phone a call 754 call log um, and we'll keep an eye on it for you 
Andy's shooting Mike eyes right now to call in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm I'm scheming a plan. We'll get we'll get a call in someday. Yeah, I just trying I to figure out. You guys are gonna prank me so hard. I feel like it's gonna be terrible. No, I don't. I wouldn't do that. That's that's you're too like, much. You're like, hey, this is Spotify. We want to give you two hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's Joe Rogan here. <laughs> just send me your social. <laughs> Joe Rogan here. I got your email. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up. What you watching? What you watching? This is when we talk about what we're watching week to week. We definitely want to hear what you're watching. Uh, let us know at our website or any of our social channels. What you watching is on our new weekly schedule. When do you think it is? Of course, it's Sunday. This, I, I think even though with the pandemic happening, Sunday for us in this household is still very much the day you watch stuff. Andy, would you agree? I watch shit every day <laughs> but yeah sunday is definitely the uh the heaviest volume for sure i, I asked the wrong person and he's like I'm always <laughs> watching yeah you're talking to the guy that just almost completed a full mc rewatch in like a week and a half you already got done i'm pretty close i think i'll be done by friday Oh my gosh, I remember when you were saying that you were starting that. I cannot believe you're already wrapping up what 23 films. <laughs> yeah. I skipped I I skipped, I've only skipped two so far. Uh What'd you skip? In- Incredible Hulk was not on Disney Plus. Also kind of not irrelevant, but I mean, that was so long ago. There's not too many connections. I don't I don't think they had this whole plan in place when that movie was made. That's just my opinion. In the end credit scenes of that film. is he yeah. okay yeah well maybe i was wrong um but yeah just it'd be weird seeing edward norton um uh, and i skipped ant-man because just wasn't feeling it that day and the next movie was like guardians 2 i think so i really wanted to get to that um but i've just kind of been jumping around skipping whatever you think you're able to skip i'd be like there's like that's not an option for me I, it's even i don't movie it gets watched I won't be doing it a lot for sure. And I'll probably go back and watch them once I have to, if I have time by next Friday. Um, but yeah, I, I'm loving it. It's there's so many, I'm making little notes here and there that I'll maybe bring up later on, on little things that I'm catching this time around. Um, but I, I, I love it. I just kind of wanted to get myself in the mindset for uh, WandaVision. And yeah. I was like, why stop it? Just watching the movies that have them in it. Let's just watch everything. Well, it's a good it's good timing because today we're going to, in the news and rumors, it's all about what is coming up, and we're going to be diving in. So you coming with a fresh mind is perfect. What about you, Mike? You and Rachel watch a lot of stuff on Sunday still? Since NFL is going, not as much. Uh, yeah, football. I forget you guys are football guys. Yeah, and she's a, she's a big 90 Day Fiance fan, so she watches 90 Day upstairs usually, and I watch football downstairs. Uh but yeah, I mean, Sundays is my takeout day too. Usually, when I get a bunch of takeout food and eat till I'm miserable. So yeah, well, that's what uh, the mindset kind of was with putting it on the schedule. So what's that mean? What you watching? If you pay attention to our social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Sunday we always let you know, at least from me personally, what is on the TV that day, and that's going to give you a great indication of what to expect in the week um, and some of our shows leading up to. So I thought I'd, ju- I'd kick us off today. Then we'll of course see what PC and the Giggler are watching. I know we talked already a little bit about the MCU, but me personally, I had to highlight, I believe it's 97. Uh, for, I meant to write down the year, but uh, the Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd film, Kiss the Girls. 
I see Mike clapping. Um, I'm definitely clapping. This movie was a knockout. Oh, big time. I had never seen it. Watched it last night. First time. Actually, Judd was a powerhouse of these kind of films in like the early, like late 90s right now. And Morgan Freeman, I mean, he's Morgan Freeman, but it's good. That's true. And that's a, you said it so perfectly. Morgan Freeman's Morgan Freeman. Ashley Judd. Like every scene, I'm just looking at Carrie like, this chick is unbelievable. And I don't know if I'm right about this, but I think she got to retire because she married an indie race car driver. I think she married Dario Franchitti back was, in the day. She was born to act. That like breaks my heart. Because I was wondering, I was like, what happened to Ashley Judd? Well, her um, sisters and mom are big country stars. Uh, Giggler, have you seen it? I have not, but I just looked up that uh, she was married to to Dario Franchitti in till from twenty two thousand one to twenty thirteen. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he was like the indie race, like I believe, like Formula One, like made millions and millions. So she didn't have to do anything anymore. Interesting. Well, the movie "Kiss the Girls." If you're not familiar, um, it's a uh, psychological thriller um it's a you know it's a murder not a murder mystery it's a missing persons mystery um just with again we said morgan freeman ashley judd um kind of a whodunit story kind of who's involved and just superb acting and a story that i was just hooked on the whole time um and definitely wanted to give it you know it's a raw it's a pretty fresh reaction i saw it last night i'm still kind of riding the high from it but um there's a set there's there is a second movie which I'm, the title's escaping me, but it's it's like Morgan Freeman playing the same character, but like working a different case, I think. And then there's a third one, I think, with Tyler Perry. And I, I don't, I'm not a huge Tyler Perry fan, so I don't know if I'll watch that one. Either way, this one, I will absolutely watch it again. It's already on my list. I'm going to give it a quick rating here using our four-point scale. I'm going to throw it a 3.6. Because it's a good movie. I'll, I'll pop that on the list for sure. Along your, mic, your mic is like, I think, clogged on your shirt a little. Is that better? Yeah, it was just a little muffled. Okay, you great. Got it. Sorry, PC Mike, what were you saying? Logan, it is Along Came a Spider is the sequel. Spider. I knew it was like, I knew there was an insect, in, an insect wow. in there. So Along Came the Spider. What year did that come out? This came out in 2001. Okay, so a handful of years. Carrie said she was pretty sure that it was like him working a different case. Cause in this one, yeah. he's working the case of his niece missing. His niece is one of these eight girls that are missing. Ashley Judd becomes one of them. That's just a synopsis for you. I'll keep it totally spoiler free because if you're listening, you should absolutely go watch kiss the girls. Will you refresh me on one part? Kiss the girls. Is it dealing with the woods is what does woods play a big part in kiss the girls? Yeah, absolutely. That's like okay. part of okay. that. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking at a long came a spider trying to remember what happened there. Um, yeah, uh, it's real. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, it's like it's hard to even put, put my finger on it because it was just, you know, what I find is when a movie's really good, I typically don't have as much to say because it just worked. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's move on to the giggler. What are you watching outside of your MCU binge? Uh, we just started Fargo um, this weekend, finished season one. That was, that was very uh very watchable i i like it a lot i'd probably give it like a season one maybe like a 3.2 just to throw that out there um very good um season two we just started so 
can't say much on that, but I know they're all kind of like different stories. Um, but I've heard season three is, is also really good. So um, you guys, have you guys seen that at all? Seen season one. I don't think I've seen any others. Okay. Yeah. Chris season one. Adaptation, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not a new show or anything. It's been around for a while, but um, it'll keep us busy for uh, a week or so. <laughs> That's one of those shows that, like, I always know. Talking about Fargo, one of those shows I always like here is really good. It's been around for a while, and then like I've never seen it. It's one of those. Yeah, that was that was me until Saturday, and and we uh, knocked out a whole season in a day. So. Well, it's a strong rating, so I'll definitely get it on our list. Uh, you know, we're definitely looking for more high-quality stuff to watch. I'm definitely getting burnt out on – if something's like so-so or it has so-so rankings, it's like I'm a ratings, I'm not even watching it as much. So I'm looking for good quality stuff, obviously, with this show. we Like we said, we like oh, yeah. to have fours on this show. PC Mike, what you got? What are you watching? Just finished Big Mouth Season 4. I mean – for me, rewatchability, it's a 3.9. I love it. Woo. I can't talk about it enough. Like, everyone I talk to, like, even my parents, I was like, hey, you guys got to watch this. They're like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's awesome. We've, it's awesome. We've, had, we've had it on ever since you told us to watch it. I mean, we watch it all the time and love it. Carrie's, I just obs- cry. Carrie's obsessed with it. I just cry, and I send gifts of the ho- hormone monster all the time to people. Um, I'm, just, I, I'm deep. I'm deep into it. Um, and the only <laughs> <laughs> you really, you really yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah. I want to work for them. So hey, shout out, shout out me to work for you, Big Mouth. We'll get, we'll get this to Nick Kroll. Yeah, yeah. Please send it to him. All right. <laughs> when you email, when you send your weekly email to Joe Rogan, just CC Nick Kroll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just be like, copied Nick for good measure. Yes. Uh, and then the only other thing is we got to talk about the other day and I was scrolling through HBO and Batman, the animated series is on HBO. So yesterday I watched about five episodes and just nostalgia overload. Oh yeah. Does it hold up? Parts, parts hold up. Some parts are kind of corny and I don't know if it's like an HBO mess up or if it's later on the season, but they started off with a story and they had part one and then they just switched episode two to a completely different story. Yeah. That's not know. HBO. That's how it really aired. I don't know. I don't understand why it's like yeah. Robin's in one and then all of a sudden not around. And then it's just like no continuity. They like aired in a, in a random order. I have no idea why. And then man bat. I remember man bat and he terrified me. I think not as much as the Joker and Andy, but, um, <laughs> that is an underrated villain to me in the Batman universe. Well, I saw it pop up on HBO and I thought immediately, like, I'm gonna have to watch that. They're quick, they're 21 minutes, I think. Yeah, because like, yeah. first minute is uh, the one thing that stinks is you have to watch the intro, or you have to fast forward it. There's no like skip intro button. So, right. like, by the third time I was watching the intro, I was like, well, I know, no, I'm just going through that. <laughs> Good deal. Well, uh, thanks for sharing what you guys are watching. Definitely want to hear what the fans are watching out there. Like I said, hit us up on social or on uh, our website, mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash contact. All right. The next chunk we're jumping into is going to be news and rumors, but we have a lot to get through. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Hey podcast listeners, this is Chris Holsey. I'm the host of the new true crime podcast, Small Town Forgotten. In the first season, I focus on a very personal cold case. 31 years ago, my family member, Jimmy Wade Martin, was murdered in front of multiple witnesses in Bonterre, Missouri. A murder weapon was found and a man confessed, and yet there have been no convictions and no justice for Jimmy Wade's twin daughters. You can listen to Small Town Forgotten directly from our website, smalltownforgotten.com, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. News and rumors. All right, welcome back from the break. PC Mike, the giggler, myself, uh, just caught you up on what we've been watching over the holidays. Let us know what you're watching out there. Give us a write. Now we're going to get into our news and rumors. Um, The news portion, really. MCU is kicking off its phase four, and... We could not be more excited about it. This is what we've been waiting for. This is like at the core of when I started this podcast. This was a major element of, you know, is there even enough to talk about to have a podcast? Well, we knew this was coming. Disney teased it out. They made all these major announcements on their Investors Day. We did a whole episode around that, talking about MCU, Star Wars. Um, Go check that out. If you want to have a deep dive of just what those release, uh, those releases were, today is going to focus on the MCU, and it's going to be ten Marvel films and TV shows coming in 2021. Huge thanks to the Wrap, is where we got this article. TheWrap.com. They say we've got Hollywood covered. Uh, this was a central, a simple Google Google search found this. Um, the biggest thing I like about this headline was and how these movies could affect the MCU. So it's not just these 10 Marvel things, they also kind of give a little insight to what will how will this fit into all the pieces. So starting us off, let's just go through the 10. WandaVision coming up January 15th. Like uh, Andy was saying, we're less than 10 days away. Like we're at 10 days right now from WandaVision kicking off. So what's the last thing we've seen as MCU fans, right? Phase three, the Infinity Saga, if you will, wrapped up with Infinity War and Endgame. And then the pandemic happened. We had we had Spider-Man Far From Home in there, but we had the pandemic, and we had this whole year off from filmmaking, and here we go. We're kicking off the next part of the story with WandaVision. Straight from the article from, again, The Wrap, appreciate it. Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany return as Wanda Maximoff and Vision, the latter of which is still definitely dead. Remember, spoiler alert there if you haven't seen Infinity War. The first MCU TV series for Disney Plus finds Wanda's reality bending powers, transporting the pair into the idyllic and fictional town of Westview, where they attempt to live out sitcom-inspired lifestyle. Now, we've talked about this show uh, a lot on th- on this podcast, and you know we've already said like we're really excited for it. We've seen the trailers, um, but we, we, we just didn't know. Our, our conversation would always kind of wrap up because we didn't know enough about it. So here's some more from this article from The Wrap. How could it affect the MCU? So we already know this will somehow lead into Doctor Strange, right? Because Wanda is already going to be in Doctor Strange. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen has been confirmed for Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness. So that's going to be a direct connect uh, connection right there. That movie's not set to come out till 2022. 
but Olsen's supposed to be in there. So there could be a tie-in right there, right? Some kind of like appearance from Doctor Strange. Maybe there's like a multiverse component to what's happening in the show. Um, Giggler, what do you think? I mean, we're talking about uh, how WandaVision could potentially touch different parts of the MCU. They also mentioned in here Kat Dennings. So she's the girl that plays Darcy in Thor. She's going to be in this show too. So it's like, okay, now they're tying in people from the Thor world. Yeah, just like this whole second half of how it could affect, like there's just so many different people that they're from different movies that they're kind of bringing in. I have no freaking idea what is going to happen in the show, but that's why I'm so excited. I mean, there's obviously it's going to connect multiverse, uh, Doctor Strange, all that stuff on the high level, but I, it, it seems like every episode is going to be maybe like, sort of sort of like a, a like a sitcom at a certain era um i've read based on like what the episodes are called i think um so that's this is going to be wild i can't wait i'm buckled up ready to go yeah you um and you said it too there's so many names like they also mentioned randall parks fbi agent jimmy woo from ant-man and the wasp he's he was great in that role um like how, like how is he gonna play a part and then tiana paris who also debut as, debuts the grown-up version of Monica Rambeau from Captain Marvel. So that was the the girl that was uh, Captain Marvel called Little Trouble, I think, in Captain Marvel. And she's set to appear in the film sequel in Captain Marvel 2 as well. So, um, holy cow, yeah, there's a lot to digest, but it's really be becoming very crystal clear that these are definitely going to be um, interconnected all the time. So moving on uh, to our number two, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier coming March 19th. Boy, oh boy, are we excited for this one, folks. This is going to be Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Stan. We're having, you know, the, the, the title of the name is Who's in the Show. Uh, we'll see them battle against their anarchist group known as Flag Smashers while the U.S. government tries out a new Captain America. So... We know that we have uh, the villain from Captain America Civil War is in this. Um, he was the guy that got the Avengers all to turn on each other and was going to kill himself in the end, and T'Challa like, stops him. It's like, oh, what happened to that guy? Oh, he's going to be back in this show. We've seen this new Captain America like in the trailer like kind of running in a stadium or something, waving at people. Um, it's going to be interesting because Captain America is no longer around. And the void has got to be filled, so it's going to be very much like, you know, anti-establishment. Um, how could it affect the MCU? We'll see the introduction of John Walker, a a.k.a. U.S. agent played by Wyatt Russell. So I guess that's that Captain America. Who will at least temporarily become the new Captain America despite Steve Rogers handing his shield to Sam in the Avengers Endgame. There's some big spoilers here. If you're not wanting to learn anything about MCU movies, this is not the episode you should be listening to. <laughs> Go watch them all and come back. Um, we won't be shocked if the series ends up with Sam officially taking over the Captain America moniker. We do know that he's wearing his outfit from like more comic friendly. It's like white and red. Looks pretty sick. Daniel Brühl and Emily Van Camp also reprised their MCU roles as Baron Zemo. So that's that bad guy from civil war and then sharon carter that's uh peggy carter's niece that captain america has like a fling with in his movies 
So we're talking about like all again, a lot of it's going to be a lot of the Winter Soldier world, right? It's it's plays off of the Captain America films. This is going to help audiences understand what's happening. So when you're watching Falcon Winter Soldier, you understand that, okay, this is like Captain America world. This is like, oh, remember Peggy Carter? Oh, remember what happened in Winter Soldier? That's when that knowledge is going to like help you feel a little more grounded. Now, what does that mean for WandaVision? I don't know. That's more of like the cosmic multiverse of madness world. PC Mike, what do you think of these first two shows? I mean, this is going to be the first two things that you see in the MCU as like kind of this. I feel like you're I'm going to start calling you like kind of a new comer fan, right? Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking about. It's kind of like fresh for me. It kind of feels like those Daredevil shows where I really I knew the characters. But I didn't know a lot of background. So I'm going in with maybe fresh eyes and I might see something that you guys, I mean, experienced guys that have watched every single thing multiple times for Andy in one weekend. Um, me, I can maybe kind of look at it from a different point of view and kind of say like, well, why do they do this? Or ask questions that you might just not even think about. But I'm excited uh, to see all of this because it's fresh. It's more fresh for me, I feel like. It's something new and that I really haven't got into as much. I've seen the films, but not as much as you guys have, but I'm excited for something new, something fresh. And just like the Mandalorian, I knew nothing about that. Clearly, as you listen to the back podcast and we talk about it and probably today, um, but it's fun and it's entertaining. And I think that's what they're going for here. Yeah, I think you're really right. We'll like be really, cl we're really close to it. So it'll be good to have your perspective all the time and just be like, oh, well, did you notice this? Cause we might overlook some things that might be like right under our noses. Um, Andy, what about you? What are you thinking about Fal Falcon Winter Soldier? I had to remember to unmute myself. Um, I, I'm i not as excited for this as I am for WandaVision, but it's not going to disappoint at all. Um, so, like, the, the Wyatt Russell, he's the, playing the U.S. agent. Um, that's, I mean, I love that character. Uh from what I've been reading kind of behind the scenes, like from comic books and stuff. Um, but I, that actor though is from uh, 22 Jump Street and I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, what he brings to the table for sure. Yeah, good point too. I uh, I, I think that uh, I'm, it's like, if which one am I more excited for? I would say, yeah, WandaVision probably more than this, maybe. I don't know. I feel like WandaVision is going to be uh, maybe more, I hope, it's, I hope it doesn't let us down with like, uh, uh, kind of a soggy ending because we already know that like vision doesn't make it so like what you know where could it leave us whereas the falcon and winter soldier hopefully maybe will at least move us forward and some storytelling a little bit which speaking of which our next show that'll be dropping in may easily hands down most excited for this out of what we've talked about so far is loki and this is uh this is just great i mean uh this is going to be the Loki that we see in Avengers Endgame that is able, he's in a different, it's a different timeline, right? The Avengers are there trying to get the Infinity Stones and they're in a different timeline. 2012, the attack on New York from the first Avengers film is happening. That Loki is captured. He's bad guy Loki, right? He hasn't like come around to like Thor and him being like good. He hasn't lived any of the experiences in Thor the Dark World where he like, essentially uh ships his dad off and becomes a fake king like he has all these lessons learned we're not getting that we're getting young 
ass Loki, and he's a, he's like a bad guy still. And he picks up this tesseract and disappears in Endgame. That's the show we're getting. Um, and I'm I'm just so excited about it. Uh, just straight from the article, despite seeming seemingly dying three times, the last one for good. Marvel is still not done with Tom Hiddleston's trickster god. This series follows that Loki that used the space stone to disappear during the Avengers time heist, so he didn't have the whole redemption thing yet. That's I, I, I agree. How could it affect the MCU? Given that Loki is in the MCU and still very much dead, this alternate timeline version will not only introduce us to the time variance authority. This is like, I think, Marvel's take on like time police. It will also start to see just how weird and vast the MCU's multiverse could become. It could also explain if Steve Rogers had any help when he returned all the Infinity Stones at the end of Endgame and how he was able to pit, hop back into the main timeline to give Sam his shield after growing old in his new alternate universe life with Peggy. Holy moly. This is exactly why I'm so excited to see this show. From the picture that you just have up, I'm getting big Penguin Batman return vibes from him too. Big campaign buttons, all that stuff. Yeah, he's like bringing out his own, like, we're going to see sides of Loki we've never seen before. You know, it's going to be like, we've seen him be this like big tyrant guy, this trickster god. Here we see him like in a in a in a, a politician's outfit with like a crown on with like uh there's like a samurai next to him, a viking, and they're like getting ready to fight. Like what is happening in this show? What roles is he having to play? I've already read it's going to be very much man on the run type of show. So like he's like on the run from like these time police and he's a he's a he's a criminal. So I'm most excited for this one. Giggler, how about you? I'm sure it's a yes, but any specifics? I think, yeah, this goes number one on so far from what we talked about. There's so much to 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 keep track of right now that I can't rank them per se, but, oh, man, this is – I didn't even think about some of the things that they're talking about here with um, Captain America and Steve Rogers and the Infinity Stones and all that. Like, that's kind of like a, a t- uh, something that people have said, this isn't really covered, that we don't really know how this happened. But you know it's going to be addressed at some point. So I could see it being here too. Now that you mentioned like the time time cop time cop thing, that's pretty cool too. I I don't know much about that as like the origin from the comics and everything, but I'm 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 ready for this for sure. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the time police in the Marvel either, and absolutely yes, I want to see that Captain America putting those time stones back. I want some answers. You know, there's like so much happening there. So. Um, if this is the show that could open the door to it, by all means. Um, all right, this was originally supposed to be the first piece of the Phase 4 kicking off. Black Widow coming out finally one year late in May on May 7th. Um, and I guess it didn't matter. You know, this was going to be kicking off Phase 4. That's what the official statement was back when they were releasing this movie. Apparently, not so much the case. This, and I think this kind of answers some questions for us. What type of movie is this? And there have been some spoilers about what characters survive from this film and will be in the MCU. So straight from the the wrap here, the movie that was supposed to kickstart the MCU's Phase 4, first film, uh, will hit theaters finally this year. I mean, that's the plan. I feel like 
will they modify it again if theaters aren't open? I think that's a big question. We'll see. Um, returns one last time. Scarlett Johansson returns one last time as Natasha Romanoff in a film that is set between the events of Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. She teams up with her Russian family back from the Black Widow program, including Red Guardian, that's Stranger Things, David Harbour, and Russia, a Russian version of Captain America, who will battle Taskmaster. Here's the big thing. How could it affect the MCU? Because we know it's like this, again, pastime movie. While we think this will most likely be a send-off for Romanoff, it's set between two previous movies, and we already know the eventual fate of her character. We'll probably learn some new things about Black Widow program we didn't know before. However, given that Florence Pugh's Yelena is set to show up in Hawkeye, that's confirmed, this film will likely set up set her up to be the new Black Widow. So it looks like maybe they're just going to be like, here's a new Black Widow. It's her sister, and she is already confirmed for some of these other Marvel shows, like I think She-Hulk, maybe like Falcon Winter Soldier, maybe. Either way, she's in the mix. I don't know if there's much to say here. I mean, this one's not moving the needle for me at all. The others do. This one, if you can move it and just kind of place it, ah, yeah, we're going to go one. Ah, let's go four. Let's go four. It still won't mess up the story. It just, I don't know. It's just not getting me really hyped to see it. Yeah, I think a lot of it is, you can see they're setting up for like the young Avengers for sure. That's with like with her sister coming in and um, I can't remember the character's name and that's going to be in Hawkeye, like She-Hulk, everything like that. Uh, um, it's just, I think they're setting up that long-term, like even one of the, um, one of the new Marvel shows that they talked about that comes out in a couple of years is like a young, the Iron Man, I forgot which was the show that had the young girl that makes the Iron Man suit, basically. Like you can see that, that happening or even like, the the little kid from Iron Man three like coming back to be Iron Man Iron Man like that's something that's been speculated for years. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love for for any any and all of those things to happen for sure. Yeah, I'm with you guys for sure. Um, and I, I'll I'll just siding with you on the on the excitement meter, Mike. I'm I'm kind of there with you. I I don't want to say I, I'm going to enjoy this film because uh, Marvel fans have been asking for it for so long. But I just I feel like it's almost a little bit of a too little too late situation. I don't like I I don't want to cast a shadow on this movie though because I'm very excited to see it and it does look like a lot of fun. So we are still here for it, and we are here for however it affects the MCU. All right, here's some answers I think we've been looking for. We're not the deepest Marvel Comics fans, so we don't always know. You know, let's just get to it. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I know nothing about this. Like this title i'm looking at and the fact that i think they showed some footage of like overhead shots of them filming this movie so you got a kind of a look at the town that's like all i've ever seen from in, from the from this character so i want to read this straight from the rap give us give us a base and then the big thing is how will this uh film affect the mcu so shane chi legend of the ten rings coming out july 9th if you think about our timing there, that's going to be following the, the Loki series uh, and the Black Widow film. Newcomer Simu Le Lu makes his debut as Shang-Chi, a skilled martial artist. The film also stars Aquafina, Fala Chen, Michelle Yeoh, and Tony Chiwei Luang. 
the latter of which plays the Mandarin, who is the leader of the Ten Rings organization. Oh, so we're going to get the real Mandarin. So I've heard things about the Mandarin. For you fans that are already thinking about how this plays a part in the MCU, the Mandarin was the villain of Iron Man 3. Spoiler alert for Iron Man 3, right? Um, the Mandarin ended up being like this paid actor, and the real villain was like this douchebag billionaire that could like burn people with his bare hands. And he like changed pepper pots into one of these things. And she survived like a 30 story fall. We all remember Iron Man three. Okay. It's a Christmas film. I said it. It's snowing a lot too. Well, anyway, I've heard a lot of people complain about how they did the Mandarin because the Mandarin is like this really badass Marvel character. So I'm thinking this is it. They're going to give it like his, the real deal. He's the leader of the Ten Rings organization. I, I hope I'm getting that right. How will it affect the MCU? With with apologies to Guy Pierce's Aldrich Killian, we'll finally meet the real Mandarin and Shang-Chi. Here we go in Iron Man 3. I just said all that. I don't have to even read it. I just said all that. Does that answer some questions you had? I'll, I'll start with you, Andy, being more like MCU knowledge. Yeah, this is something that I kind of re realized in my rewatch, um, the original Iron Man, that, that the Ten Rings was the group that, that ca actually captured Tony Stark in like the first five minutes of the movie. Um, I did not know that. So that's kind of a, yeah, kind of kind of crazy that we're sitting here talking about, oh, I don't know much about this, but it's actually kind of like it says in this last sentence, like this is a group that unwittingly started the Avengers. So that's uh, kind of cool to see that come full circle and just throw in like a I'm just assuming this guy's gonna be like Jackie Chan or something. So that's that's awesome. Well, I don't know if that's racist or not, but it's I don't I, I don't think I don't think so. I've seen I, previews. He kinda he literally kinda looks like him. I was just kidding. I that was that was a, a racist joke about a racist joke. So uh, I, yeah, I, get I think awesome. it's gonna be I I hopefully it's a lot of like fighting. I I don't know. I have no idea. But now that you guys have told me more about like this was the group that took Tony Stark. They really did. We owe this group a big thank you. They did. They did start the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. And this little preview made me want to tune into this because I had no idea. You pulled this up on the screen, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna listen for a while. But <laughs> now I want to see what's going on because you guys made it interesting. That's what mostly superheroes does for people. That is really nice of you to say because, like that, if you're asking us, like, is there a service here? This is the service. We're going to help you connect the dots and we're going to hold your hand the whole year because guess what, folks? We're talking about new TV shows and movies every single week in, in 2021. It's going to be bananas. And Logan doesn't show me and Andy sometimes these slides. So I had no idea we were going to talk about this. Literally saw it blind. No, no idea. Now I'm ready to watch it. There awesome. he is. And, and good thing because we're going to watch it. You don't even have a choice about that. <laughs> Okay, this one's great. Um, I don't think this is uh, an MCU affection, so just don't get your hopes up because there's some exciting stuff in here. This is the animated series, What If, coming mid-2021. First animated series in the MCU will tell one-off stories that play out major events if they happen differently. Here's some examples. What if Peggy Carter took the super soldier serum instead of C Steve Rogers? That's almost a tongue twister in itself. And Yondu, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. What if he picked up T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? 
So you're going to get like a T'Challa Star-Lord. Um, Jeffrey Wright is voicing a character known as the Watcher. I have heard that certain actors have already been confirmed to be in the show in terms of their voice. Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch, I think Chadwick Boseman. Don't quote me on the last one. I think, but I'm pretty sure. I think that's right. How could it affect the MCU? The series is non-canon, so it won't have any larger ramifications, but it'll still be cool to see Peggy as Captain Britain and T'Challa as Star-Lord. So uh, that was my takeaway was it doesn't really affect the MCU. Am I any less excited? No, absolutely not. I, I, I've been saying that I want to watch some more animated stuff. Here we go. Marvel's coming out with an Avengers cartoon, like, and it's like different versions of the characters. I am so pumped for this. Is this something you guys would watch? No doubt. I'm in. If it's, if it's under the Marvel Universe, cartoon or not, count me in. I think it'd be a good one just to kind of like throw on and not have to like pay close attention to every single detail. And you can just enjoy it. You can sit back and enjoy it and just have a nice Sunday if you're going to binge it all in one day. I think that's kind of how I'm feeling. I'm how I'm looking at it right now. That's a good point. Like Saturday morning. You're kind of chilling and you just want to like yeah. enjoy something Marvel without having to like really like zone in. Yeah. Like Rachel calls it mindless. Like that's why she watches Below Deck or 90 Day Fiance. It's just kind of mindless. It's entertaining, but it's mindless. It's not me having to connect all the Infinity Stones or anything like that and play super close attention. That's how I'm kind of viewing it right now. Well, we're here for it, and uh, if you if two out of three of us are watching it for sure, you can count on us talking about it. Next up, Miss Marvel, coming late 2021. It's another one. This is just like Shang-Chi. No clue. Let's just read the article. Ayman Vellani will star as the teenage superhero Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, a Pakistani-American who became the first Muslim superhero in Marvel Comics. Wow, that's dope. How could it affect the MCU? Kamala Khan will become the first character introduced in a Disney Plus series to reappear in an upcoming film. Monica Rambeau was introduced as a child in the first Captain Marvel. Like Paris, Villani will reprise her role for Captain Marvel 2, which makes sense given the two comic book ties. Khan names herself after Carol Dan Danvers' superhero. So the tie-in is directly to uh, Captain Marvel. And there will be a tie-in to the Captain Marvel 2 film. I'm not going to sit here and just sugarcoat it and lie. I'm not, we've said it on the show before, Captain Marvel is not the greatest film. It fell a little short for me in terms of, like, pizzazz. Um, I, th I think a lot of it is just Brie Larson. I don't know if I'm a fan yet. We'll have to see in the next movie. Because um, I saw her again in, a, in a, an endgame, and I still was like, I don't know. I just don't know if, like, I – if I, it's, we'll see. Does it look cool? Am I into the storyline? And am I into how it's affecting the MCU? Absolutely. Andy, any thoughts on this one? Do you know anything about this one? Um, not a lot, but I thought this was kind of cool. I was watching the Investors Day presentation when they kind of talked about all these. And they said something like, I think this actress um, that's going to play Miss Marvel, she was like casted via Zoom. I guess they had like Zoom tryouts for this of some kind. Um, so that's that's pretty crazy to think about, like when you look, look back and think at the pandemic, like that that was a thing that actually happened. Um, mm -hmm. 
that's just impressive. So yeah. I'm looking forward to see what she can do. For sure. Me too. Well, I, yeah, I didn't know that. So uh, excited to see her, uh, see it bust out and that'll be coming late 2021. They don't have a date on this one, but uh, it'll be coming. Next up, this one's been in the, uh, in the back of our minds for a long time. Uh, for me personally, um, first of all, talking about, of course, November 5th, we're going to see the Eternals. I'm going to throw it a clap because I'm just intrigued by the story. Um, let's just read this and then we'll talk about some of my thoughts on it. But um, one of the things I did want to say was I, I, I first started thinking about this storyline when they brought up like Adam, I think his name is uh, well, Adam Warlock, I think. But we'll get there. Let's just see what they uh, say in this nice article from The Wrap. Eternals, an immortal race that has been on Earth for thousands of years, comes out of hiding to battle their nemesis, the Deviants. It features Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden, Kamel Nanjiani, and Brian Tyree Henry. Do you know anything about this, Andy? Um, Not a lot, other than I just know that it's expected to make some big changes to the overall universe, but that's kind of all mostly speculation. Like, like even this kind of says, we're not quite sure yet how it's going to affect everything. Mm-hmm. Um. But like just overall, like like I kind of talked about like the Young Avengers earlier and like the X-Men, like you just kind of think about what watching the doing the full rewatch. I, you can just kind of see how things set up the next chapter, the next movie, all that. Um, like I think I think this is a good candidate to, to make some big changes for for that overall um, for like, yeah, like I said, the X-Men or anything like that. Who knows? That's just purely speculation. But. Well, yeah, no, that's perfect because they they kind of say in the end of the end of this article, um, the the logline references the same kind of in- tragedy that happens following the events of Endgame. This and that's going to be a major catalyst of this story of the Eternals. So, what does that mean? So, like the snap, just like you were saying, Andy, it's like major player, major universe ramifications of what's ever happening here. So, like on the scale of like is this going to affect the MCU? It sounds like it could potentially affect the MCU in the largest way. It could like bring in mutants from like a big event that happens across the universe or something. Um, So, and it also says they've been on earth for 7,000 years. So that's interesting in itself. I think it'd be kind of cool if they like kind of tied, like they almost have their hand in everything that's happened somehow. Like they're always maybe in the background or they do something small to change this effect. Kind of like the what if, but in the actual universe of like just kind of always being there and like overseeing if something did get out of hand, maybe they come in and step in, but always like kind of being the protectors in a way. Yeah, that would be dope. I love that kind of stuff. Um, and with a, a story as large and vast as the MCU, you could have, they, I mean, you, that might be, have it happening, you know, that like they tuck this stuff in from day one. MCU is just the type of uh, company to, Pull that kind of thing off. So we'll see. Yeah, and that's a the, huge cast too. Yeah, that's a big cast. Big cast in the in the comics. Uh, pretty. This is pretty cool connection too. Uh, especially watching uh, Guardians two with Ego, um, uh, Star Lord's dad. Um, it looks like so he was a celestial, and the celestials created the Eternals. So that's that's a crazy connection. That. So he was a god, knows? like a godlike being, just like in guardians 2 like ego right and like they made these 
powerful beings that like live forever. That was, yeah, that was a, basically a, something I found. Cause I just kind of wanted to look up, I was looking up celestials the other day. Cause I thought like his powers were, were pretty crazy and I'm sure that that would affect the rest of the universe in some manner. But um, yeah, I think this, this will be, this is going to be crazy. Yeah. It almost has like power ranger vibes, but like on a massive, like cosmic scale, like it's like, here's the team. We all have a color. I love it. Okay. Moving on. Getting to the end of the year here. Got a couple left. Hawkeye, late 2021, original Avenger Jeremy Renner returns as Clint Barton, who trains Kate Bishop, Haley Steinfeld to be, you guessed it, the new Hawkeye. He also has to come to grips with his murderous turn as Ronan. Yeah, because at some point, you got to look in the mirror and be like, I killed so many people, but like I'm also a dad. So I hope we get a lot of that in the show. Um, how could it affect the MCU? We'll bet this is another swan song for an OG Avenger. And just as much of a setup for Kate Bishop to take on the larger role in the MCU. Maybe we'll finally learn about Budapest. That would be dope. The story that they've been teased out since, what, the first Avengers. Um, excited for it. I've said it before. It's a bow and arrow show, so it's going to be about bow and arrow stuff. Um, and I'm excited for it. I'll watch it. I do like the tie-in to thank God that he's friends with Natasha Romanoff. So there's some spy stuff in there. A lot of spy show stuff. I bet they'll incorporate that a bit. Um, I'm excited. Not over the top. How about you, PC Mike? This one get you know you know who Hawkeye is at least. I know who Hawkeye is. Is there any like comics that do this, or are they just kind of writing their own thing? I mean, this is probably a question for Andy. Uh, I don't know source material. I don't know if yeah, that's I don't know what this is actually based off. Like I know I've just seen a lot of like Young Avengers speculation, like that Haley Steinfeld or. Uh, Kate Bishop. I, originally, I thought that was his, his. She was playing his daughter, but it looks like that's it, it's somebody different. Because I know they had this the scene in um, Infinity War, um, I guess, and in the beginning of Endgame too, where where they turned to dust or whatever. And I, I, I don't know. That's yeah. yeah I don't was, know a lot about training it. her. He was showing her how to. Yeah, shoot. it was supposed to be kind of like a like a tease to like, oh, maybe she'll be the next Hawkeye. But it's I, I don't think it's her. I think she's she's separate. But who knows how they meet or what, how she has connected to everything. Um, but I'm, I'm pumped for this one as well. Yeah, it'll be cool. Like I said, not going to jump up and down just yet. And you know what that probably means? It'll be probably one of those shows that surprises us and is one of the best ones. That's usually how that works. All right. Lastly, wrapping up 2021 this year. This is, you know, we're talking about a year from now, but I mean, I love having this schedule in front of us. How exciting. They still haven't titled this thing. The untitled Spider-Man 3 movie with Tom Holland is going to drop December 17th. Tom Holland is back for a third adventure that will feature a ridiculous cast that includes the likes of Jamie Foxx's Electro, that's from Sony's Spider-Man, by the way, Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, and Alfred Molina's Otto Octavius, that's from Tobey Maguire's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, just FYI, also a Sony property who are known for appearing in films featuring other Spider-Man like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange fills the required older guy mentor role in this one. I like that. Again, this is coming from the rap. That's hilarious. And they did confirm Cumberbatch on set in Atlanta, so he is going to be in this film. So dope. How could this affect the MCU? Given Strange's involvement, the characters appearing from non-MCU Spider-Man films, and that this will also tie in some way to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes, I think so too. 
Expect some multiverse hopping weirdness in this one. It could be the last time we see Spider-Man film in the MCU, given the odd joint custody between Marvel and Sony. I don't know. Here we go again. How how long are they going to tr- like point a gun at us and be like, you only get Spider-Man for one more time? But anyway, I'm excited for it. I love the Spider-Man movies. I love this Tom Holland Spider-Man. I love when it came. he came into Civil War. It's one of my favorite parts of the movie, him going to visit uh, – Peter and Aunt May in 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 New York, like Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. I love that scene, just the whole dynamic. It felt so Spider Man. I hope they can figure it out, make this happen. And from the based on all these crossovers and Spider Man news we've heard about this year, I'm not gonna sweat it. Uh, Giggler, what do you think about Spider Man? And are you excited? Definitely pumped. I mean, I'd say overall for everything, I'm most excited for this. How I'm not sold on like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield being like big parts of the movie. I think it's just going to be a small little tease or something like that. And maybe down the road, they do a full uh, crossover movie. Who knows? Um, I'd be fine either way. Uh, I think it's going to be extremely entertaining. And yeah, just the fact that they have these um, Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx, it's like, that's, you know, that, that those two are definitely going to be in it. Um, and right, I think the multiverse hopping, it's going to be just just crazy seeing this at, for for like a Spider-Man movie. So much different than the than the prior two, but it's going to be awesome. PC I love that I love that line in there where it's the required older guy mentor for this one cuz I saw a meme like this week and it was like it was talking about Uncle Ben in a in a Spider-Man origin story the first 15 minutes and he's just sitting there he's like here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here comes the scene. It's like him in the beginning. He's like, hey. And then like 15 minutes later, he's like. <laughs> oh, I'm just dead again. Um, yeah. It's so great. I wonder, uh, I guess they are still doing that a little bit, huh? And it's like, it's funny because at a certain point, like, I mean, this is technically the fourth film <laughs> Spider-Man's in. Like, he's like 24. So, like, he needs to, like, be a man. <laughs> Uh, casting for Uncle Ben to play Spider-Man, you're going to be in the film for 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's not a big part. Um, yeah, that's what's crazy. They haven't done his like full origin story at this point yet, so it's like, who knows if that'll be coming down the road, like maybe as a flashback or something like that. You, you yeah. never know. You know. You know what they could do is like, like he could jump into another multiverse where like it happened and we get to see it like through his eyes that'd be dope or uncle ben lives and he changes kind of like that way like that batman story where bruce is the one that dies and his parents live so yeah. his mom's the, his dad's batman and well that's the maybe- whole premise behind spider-verse is like you know you get these different you get gwen the uh, gwen stacy is spider-man i i, I want to see the nicholas cage spider-man from spider-verse show up live action yeah, black noir Spider Man with the hair, the hair man, it's sweet. <laughs> All right, I'm excited for this one too. Lots of Spider Verse stuff. I mean, it sounds like it's possible that we'll see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in suits as well. Um, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for all of it. Um, and of course, you know, it's going to be the last thing of the year, so it's probably going to tie in a little bit of you know everything you watch in 2021 is you know it's going to touch Spider Man in some way, whether it's a little multiverse here, a little bit of government. 
Um, we also have heard that Charlie Cox is possible to come back to play Daredevil and play the lawyer in this film. That's fucking insanity and so cool. Who knows? Venom, Venom crossover, maybe, and the whole Mr. Six, possibly. Who knows? Yeah, and those films were it's on crazy. this list because this was MCU-specific, but Morbius is coming out this year. So is Venom. So nice. I don't think it's off the table. It's almost like you could have snuck these in as like a subcategory on this on this list. Uh, because I feel like, you know, we've seen Michael Keaton's Batman. I'm sorry, Michael Keaton's Vulture in the trailer for Morbius, the the living vampire, which is starring Jared Leto. So it's like, okay, so they're already talking about some crossover stuff. And those are happening this year. Do not let them fall off your radar. They're happening. All right. Well, that's our news uh, and rumors for today. Um, before we jump into our next section... It's going to be the meat. We're talking about The Mandalorian, season two finale. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the same as, Jay, as Terminator. Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who said Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie, reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh, Jock and Nerd! Welcome back from the break. We just got done wrapping up uh, the MCU and what's happening in 2021. Big thanks again to, I already forgot the name of the, the website. We use The Wrap. Big thanks to The Wrap for their article. Uh, very helpful. And it filled us in on not just what was happening, but how it was going to affect everything. Because, again, all these stories are intermingled. Um, TV is about to get a lot more complicated. Like PC Mike said, we are here to help you out. So listen to most of Superheroes, and we'll make sure you're in the know with all this stuff. All right, let's get into... The meat. All right, so this dropped over the holiday, so we didn't get to it before the end of the year. I was hoping we would, but we're here now. We have some great images for you. We're going to talk through this story somewhat quickly, and then we'll get to like our thoughts on the season. We are, of course, talking about The Mandalorian Season 2, the final episode finale, The Rescue. Set it up real quick. Our Mandalorian's been on the, the hunt for uh, this whole season, trying to get Baby Yoda back to his people, which in this sense was turned out to be Jedi. Um, along the way, here in the last recent episodes, Baby Yoda, now we know the name, Grogu, was captured by the big bad guy of the season, Moff Gideon, played by the great Giancarlo Esposito. Fantastic. You're uh, you know talking about... Breaking Bad, Gus Fring, of course. Um, he's got Grogu, and it's time to go get him. And here we have our title, The Rescue. 
just setting up the episode a little bit. Um, just got to say high level thoughts. This season was so great, so much fun, and I'm excited to talk about it with you guys today. Um, would you guys agree? A couple thumbs up, I'm sure. Oh yeah, we're all we're all here for it. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to talk about the big stuff that happens in this TV show in this series. I could not believe the things I saw on TV. First up, just kind of going through the story real quick. Doctor Pershing is back. You know, this was the this was the guy that we met uh, season one. He kind of liked Baby Grogu. Um, he was trying to keep him somewhat safe. Well, we drop into the uh, this ship getting um, raided and taken over by Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. They have got Dr. Pershing. Dr. Pershing is going to help them get to Grogu, of course. You know, they've, they've somehow identified where he is. And uh, what I liked about this scene was uh, Cara Dune is here. She's, po- she's part of their squad to get Dr. Pershing. She points a gun at this guy. This guy makes a joke about Alderaan, and he goes, I saw your planet burn. I was on the Death Star. And she goes, which one? Because they blew up both of them. It was a sick burn. <laughs> I thought so. It was pretty good. Pretty sick uh, Death Star burn. Uh, that opens us up. So they have Dr. Pershing. Dr. Pershing's going to help him find him. Mandalorian's like, I can't do this by myself. I need as much help as I can get. Luckily, Boba Fett's like, I'm here for it. And I think we're all here for it. Boba Fett looks fantastic in this show. He is back. He's walking around, and he's just a living character that I can't get enough of. Andy Giggler, would you agree? Oh, for sure. I, I love this whole scene. Obviously, big Sasha Banks fan. So she's a liar, though. She tweeted like yeah, a month a, a month before this and saying that she wasn't in it anymore. I think I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm happy she was. She did kind of a dope-ass wrestling move in the middle of this scene when she was uh, fighting Boba Fett. So I love it. If you're watching on YouTube, though, the one thing, like, you see the Mandalorian's armor versus Boba Fett's armor. I mean, come on. Yeah. Mandalorian's armor's sweet. Yep. Yeah, I know. And he even repainted it. You say he'd think he'd be like, you know, I think I'm going to do silver, too. I was thinking about silver, too. Or do, like, a cool (laughs) gold or bronze. Like, I'm going to stick with Forrest Green. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's his dad's armor. I guess he doesn't want to. True. Yeah, but he's also like older, way older than his dad was when he died. It's like, get over it. <laughs> I'm just, that's just, I'm just kidding. I like, hey, I already said it. Boba Fett's here and I love it. We're going to talk all about him later on as well. Well, they got to team up with these other two Mandalorians. These are like legit Mandalorians. They're like, we want to get back to Mandalore and get Mandalore going again. This chick wants to get the Darksaber. Moff Gideon has it. Easy trade skis. They're going to help each other out and go get baby Grogu. I called it the Mandalorian Super Squad. That's that's a mostly superheroes original nickname right there. Um, here's uh, Dr. Pershing giving kind of the lowdown. All these images, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, are from Disney+. Plus. Um, this is the ship. This is where I got really excited. Of course, the big battle has to come down to Moff Gideon on an Imperial starship, right? So this guy says, all right, you can go in there. Moff Gideon's guarding the place. But there's also Dark Troopers did we talk about the dark troopers on this show yet i don't think we have maybe a little bit but these are like the third generation stormtroopers and apparently the one missing link that they had to remove was the human now these things are full-on robots and apparently 
these are known about in the Clone Wars world? I think it was mentioned when we did a huge deep dive, maybe, but I don't think we really talked in depth about them. If you're, oh, we did talk about it because we talked about the scene where they took Grogu. They fly down, and we were like, holy shit, they look like, I mean, they got like rocket boosters on their feet. They're like Iron Man. So this is how they know where to find them. They got this plan. They're going to break in the squad, uh, the Mandalorian squad, the, the gals, Mandalorian gals, Cara Dune, Fennec Shang. These guys are going to break in, find Moff Gideon, take over the helm of the ship. Mandalorian's going to divert and go get Grogu. This is where this happens. And Mandalorian has to lock up the dark troopers so they can't come out. Well, one gets through and it punches him in the face like four times, like hard. Like ding, 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 <laughs> really proving that that fast car steal is like unbelievable. I need my bumper made out of it for my car. <laughs> Or anything like this thing is you cannot pierce through this. We already know from earlier in the episode and they've mentioned it a few times. Not even the lightsabers can go through Baskar steel. So it holds up. I would still think this guy's got quite a headache. My God. But he does defeat the dark trooper. Just the one. Then we get this great sequence of scenes. Moth first Mando. We were waiting for it. This is something that's been teased in season one. You get this great profile of Moff Gideon with the lightsaber. You can see it's visibly different than other sabers. It has like a sword look to it. Did you guys catch that? It's beautiful. I want to see a a, a battle of that and um, Ahsoka Tano. With that would be so like her. She has the white the white ones. That'd be unreal. PC Mike, did this get you excited? Yeah, I like the outline too. I mean, it's just a different feel. Yeah, it almost has like the roughness of a sword. Yeah. Um, so more of it's just like outlined. I don't know. It's just different because normally lightsabers are just like beams of like light. I feel like they have like no shape like this. But either way, looks sick. Um, he pretends that he's going to give Grogu back. Of course, it's like yeah, right. Immediately attacks him. We get this great. Moff Gideon versus Mando, back and forth. Beskar Steel spear comes out. It's bang, bang, boom. It's heating up. It's like making cool sounds. Mando bests him, which I, which is great. One thing I thought we might see here that we didn't, because we haven't really seen Moff Gideon in action since the first episode, the first season. I, I don't think we've ever seen him like use the Force, right? He's not like a Sith even. He's literally just like a general. Because I haven't seen him use any, like, force powers. So I feel like he just has this saber because he won it from whoever. He talks about that in the end. Either way, if Star Wars fans, Mandalorian fans, if I'm just massively wrong here, let us know. I, I just don't feel like I've seen any for- force powers. Anyway, he loses. Mando brings him into the helm. This was the big deal. The leader, what's, you might, I might need PC Mike or even you, Andy, whoever has got fingertips handy to look this up. The leader of the uh, the two Mandalorian girls that came back, Sha- Sasha Banks, and then the other one, she's like a big movie star. She's been in all sorts of stuff. Oh, yeah. Bo-Katan? 
Bo-Katan, played by, that's the name I... I yeah, Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Giggler. That's awesome. Um, that's She's, like, huge. She's in all sorts of sci-fi thriller stuff. She's a, She plays this character in The Clone Wars. I don't know if you guys knew that. So, yeah, she plays this, like, her character that she's playing. She played that in The Clone Wars the last 10 years. I saw this from the... I saw that in this, the... The gallery thing on Disney Plus that kind of took you behind the scenes of the show. They talk about it. It was. It was. If you guys haven't seen that yet, you should because you're gonna love it. Yeah. Well, we gotta we gotta watch those Clone Wars someday. Yeah, I know. I I I looked at the page like two days ago and was just staring at it. Andy would knock it out in a long weekend. No, I don't know about that. He's just waiting for MLK Day to come around so he has a three day beginning <laughs> knock it all out. That'd be awesome. So Bo-Katan, this was the big thing. She says, you got to let me, he's got to surrender to me. Moff Gideon's got to surrender to me. That's like the big thing. Well, it's because apparently the dark saber, it's like the same rules as like any lightsaber. It's like the last person that took it. Or actually, I think that's Harry Potter, isn't it? Isn't that Harry Potter wands? <laughs> Whoever gets the, if you take the wand away, it's your wand. So maybe I'm getting that mixed up, but it's the same rules. And apparently he's like, you know, Mando's like, here, just take the damn saber. She's like, I can't, and doesn't take it. So does that mean the Mandalorian now, in fact, is the holder of the dark saber and the natural leader of Mandalore? I would say yes. Yeah, I agree. You can, I think you can see it on her face when he walks in. Like, she just looks surprised. She's like, oh. She looks pissed. Because she knows. Yeah, she knows what has to happen now. All right, that was cool. They bring him in. It's like, okay, that we'll deal with that in season three, I guess. You know, <laughs> the next part of that. All right, they get under attack. They're all going to be killed. Dark Troopers came back. They didn't get rid of them. And they're banging on the door, right? The Dark Troopers are just banging on this door. And it's like, oh, my gosh. X-Wing shows up. And I'm with Carrie. And we're in the living room. And I am... I'm sitting there and I literally go, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she's like, what? And I was like, shh, shh. <laughs> Don't you talk. I did. I had the same exact thing going on. People are trying to talk to me at that scene. And I was just like, uh-uh, not now. And we watched it again with her her brother the next day. And still, same thing. Um, like, oh, my God. Who, like, is it? Is it? Is it this person? I think. Okay. Oh, they, I don't know if you noticed, they played the music from, it was deceiving. They played it from uh, one of the newer Star Wars films. So, like, the music, because there's music for, like, each character. You know, like, Darth Vader has his music. Luke, Luke Skywalker has music. You know, who, uh, it, oh, all of these people. Who's it going to be? It's a green saber. You get some Jedi action. Like, full-on, like, chopping down these dark troopers force moves pushing like things across and then crushing the last stark trooper with the force that was like i was like i felt like i was getting crushed like that i was like this is insane this is so good and then we do find out doors open mando opens them says let whoever it is let him in it's luke skywalker Holy shit, what was your guys' reaction? PC Mike, let's start with start with you. He looks great. 
<laughs> and <laughs> it looks really my first reaction really was man first how do they do this because it looks legit and then i read i don't know cor- correct me if i'm wrong mark hamill actually played this and they used some like de-aging thing with him yes he was on set filming okay I mean, it was just awesome. It was just awesome. Have you seen that side-by-side clip of him and Darth Vader both with lightsabers going down the hall and they mirror each other? Oh, my God. I think it was on comicbook.com. And, like, they're both going and Darth Vader and him have the same movements as they move down the hall and Darth Vader's uh, killing people and he's killing people. It's the same scene almost. Oh, as my they move God. Down. That's so, so cool. cool. Yeah. I think it's on comicbook.com. Andy, did you see that? Yeah, yeah, that's. I was gonna say that he got his uh, his hallway scene just like his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> P- PC Mike, or I'm sorry, uh, Giggler. What did you think of this? What was your reaction? How were you going through it? Oh man, just immediate goosebumps for sure. That was so cool. Like, it, and it just like how do you in a society where there's so many spoilers, everything like we can't have uh, Tobey Maguire showing up in a Marvel movie without knowing about it uh, a year in advance. Like, how did this, how did they keep this under wraps? Like, it just kind of makes me hopeful for that. They can do things like that in TV or film going forward. Um, I had not until he took his, his hood off. Was I like sure who it was? I was just like, I'm going to get, I'm not getting my hopes up yet. Um, but wow, that was just like one of the coolest things I've seen on TV in my whole life for sure. Yeah. I'll give it up because, uh, I feel the same exact way. I couldn't believe it. Um, and I really did. I like it really, I really did have that like feeling, you know, like that, that magical feeling, like almost butterflies, you know, where it's like, Oh my God, are they, are they about to do this? There's no way they're about to do this. Didn't want to get my hopes up either. I was like, it's going to be like Ahsoka or something. And she's going to like be back or, you know, I don't know who else could it, it could be like a number of Jedi's. And then when I saw his face, I was like, that's him. That's Luke fucking Skywalker on a TV series right now. Like I'm watching a show live, like, you know what I mean? Where whatever live is now in 2021, 2020, it was like a a movie that's 40 plus years old. This character that like they can do anything. They can do anything they want. They can make any movie. What's he been doing for this five years, I wonder? Just going around, doing whatever he wanted? Just ripping? Well, we know where he ends up, so I feel like there's just like a lot in between. You know, he ha- he lived like a life of like a Jedi that tried to do stuff, and he trained. Like, we know he trained the like Kylo and like the Jedi, the new Jedi school. Like, we might get some of those years. Yeah, that's what scares me. Like, what? So what does he do from here? And also, Grogu, what? Like, what? I don't know if that's going to be on the next Mandalorian season or how that's going to connect. No, you think it's a split show? No, they're gone. I think you don't see him. You might see him again one day, but like, I feel like you'll see maybe Grogu again one day. I I think, I don't know how often you're going to see Luke Skywalker. I just don't know. Like, cause like, I mean, I bet there's a big fear within the walls of Disney and and Lucasfilm and all Favreau. I bet there's like, we can't burn, we can't play this thing out. You know, we, we can't just be like Han Solo and all these people come back every week. But like, or can you? Because like, I loved it. So like, please do that. I mean, like the balls. Like, I bet John Favreau was like, 
we're gonna bring Luke Skywalker back this season. And like Dave Fioni and all of them are like, What? Like, are you serious? So yeah. All right. It was cool. I love Thank it. you to them. Yeah, absolutely. And then um wrapping up the show, there was a post credit scene. I feel like taking a page right out of the MCU book. Book of Boba Fett coming December twenty twenty one. That's this year. That's a TV show about Boba Fett. Has very Job of the Hut vibes. Is that Job of the Hut's place? Yeah, yeah. So he went to Job of the Hut's old place at the end of the scene. Spoiler alert. I mean, we talked about the Mandalorian. I don't if you if you're if you don't know this part, spoiler If you alert. made it this if you've made it this far. <laughs> but at the end, the post credit scene, Boba Fett comes into Job of the Hut's old place yeah. and he it's the job of the hut's already been like killed or dead, you know? So it's the number two guy from the movies, the big, the guy with the big long white like head that like comes like wraps around him kind of like a snake. He's a creepy looking guy. Same actor that played yeah. him in Phantom Menace. Whenever job of the hut's at the big pod race and they're waving. <laughs> Thank God you guys did this show 20 years later. I really needed some cash. He was in the gallery thing too. And he was like, yeah, I never, I, they, I played this role and, they were like, you'll never probably do this again. And he's like, probably not. And he's like, here I am. <laughs> so Boba Fett shoots him. Fennec Shang is like with Boba Fett. They're like together. Got an image up again. This is all from Disney+. Plus. This is going to be about like Boba Fett, like running this. This is like a mob-esque thing. But like Boba Fett's an anti-hero. He's always done like what's good for him inherently. You know, not a good guy, not a bad guy. So like, what will this show be? And um, from what I've heard on other podcasts, actually, talk about it in a minute, but Jock and the Nerd podcast, they talked about, like, this book of Boba Fett. Like, why is it called the book? Like, that's going to potentially be, like, the story of, like, him falling into that pit and getting eaten by that monster. And then, like, his journey out. Because, obviously, he lived. So, what was the story? I feel like there might be some of that, but, like, he's obviously, it might be, like, a flash back and forth type story. Either way, it's coming in December. Kind of like a redemption story for Boba Fett. Yeah, I think also kind of like Mandalorian, they had a lot of flashbacks to like his early days, like as a kid even. Uh, could be kind of, yeah, like you said, flashback to like how he got out of that pit and then what's going on now. Um, that's crazy. Like just also another thing that they just kept under wraps completely uh, to be spoiler free. So props to... Props to Disney for that and Star yeah, Wars. They've really like they've really got like this all star unbelievable team over there. Like this like John Favreau works on MCU and Star Wars. Like we're so lucky. John Favreau is one of the best directors of our generation. Like he's like really just this guy that everything he touches and everything he does, like he just knows how it should be. Like he has a really he has the, he was born to do this. He's killing it. It's not just him. He's got a team. Dave Filoni's over there. Bryce Dallas Howard's also on the show, directing around. Um, uh, Carl, Carl, uh, what's his name? Weber? Weathers. Weathers. Carl Weathers. He's not just an sh actor in the show. He's he also a uh, director. So you get a lot of fresh take. But like in terms of the content creation, keeping it under wraps, keeping the stories moving forward in like these amazing ways. I've said it before. I'm excited about TV again. I will say I'm mostly excited about what's been happening with Star Wars and, of course, the MCU. This is just really exciting stuff in terms of TV land and content creation. We are definitely in the golden age of TV, I would say. All right. 
That was the meat. Let's do uh, coming up. Got a lot coming up in the show. Um, let's just run through it. First of all, we are committing to something new every day. Um, I know it sounds like a lot, but you know we're also like just some of that might be like a post about what you're watching, or maybe we do some fan mail on Saturday. Um, but you're also going to get a lot more content create uh, content coming out of most of superheroes. If you're a podcast listener, you should be super excited because you're going from about one episode per week to really about three because we're going to be doing a couple live shows that I release as podcasts. But like, if you're an Instagram user, you like Instagram Live, we're going to be live. You know, every uh, Monday at noon, live on Twitch. Wednesday at noon, we won't go through the whole schedule now. Go check it out at mostlysuperheroes.com. It's right there on our homepage. Um, and we're just going to be doing a lot. Very excited to to do something fresh with you guys every day this year. All right, we talked a lot about the MCU. It's MCU season in my book. I'm so excited for Phase 4. So excited that I want our next episode to be uh, around, or either the next episode or the one after, just so, as long as it's around when in Infinity War comes. Or, sorry, WandaVision. I want to do an Infinity War and Endgame episode. So this is what I think. Um, Mike, we'll have to do like a base. I don't know exactly. If, have you seen everything? You've seen everything, right? I've seen most, but I skip Ant-Man like Andy does. Oh, you shouldn't skip Ant-Man. That's I'm like... just kidding. <laughs> I've, I've seen most. I've seen most. Yeah, Ant-Man's pretty what... important to these two movies, so. Yeah, I don't know what else I have and haven't seen, if I'm being honest. But... Um, it's going to line up well with you, Andy, because you're already doing this. Um, but within, you know... You know, before the next episode, we're gonna watch Infinity War and Endgame. I'm, I'm, it's a big commitment, I know, but we'll figure it out. If we need to push back one episode, don't you two have a heart attack? I've, Andy's easy. Andy's like, I've, <laughs> Andy's putting his hands back. PC Mike's like, well, fine, I'll do it tonight, Logan. Jeez, don't <laughs> yeah. pull my leg. I like, I really probably will. I'll probably watch one of them tonight. I really do feel like Andy has a whiteboard at his house, and he's like looking at it, like, all right, here's the schedule. This is what we got to do. Got to keep to the schedule. If you did that, send it to me because I need that. <laughs> as long as I get my other important stuff done in life, I have no problem sitting in front of the TV for extended periods of time. Well, this is going to be your year, my friend, because there's something new every <laughs> single week. It's crazy. But Infinity War, Endgame, we're going to keep the MCU spirits going high. I want to get set up uh, before WandaVision. And so you're going to get to spend some time with me, at least. Most likely, the guys here will definitely be talking about Infinity War and Endgame coming up. So get caught up on your Avengers stuff. Get that MCU stuff back out. Disney Plus is just waiting on you. Get caught up, even if you do, like, an abbreviated rewatch. Like, watch the OG Iron Man film. You know, watch um, like this, Watch Avengers Age of Ultron. What a film. Like, just go back, pull some out, and get ready for WandaVision coming January 15th. I already mentioned we're doing more live shows, Instagram, Twitch. Those are scheduled. I'm also going to mix in some Facebook Live and YouTube Live, so don't worry. We'll get on. We'll get. We'll be on all of them. We talked about it early days of the podcast. I'm bringing it back to the forefront because I think it'll be a lot of fun to bucket some categories and battle out the, with the movie rating ranking tournament event. The <laughs> mouthful. I said rating and ranking because, like, I think it should be like a combination of both of, like, you know, we can start with some lists of stuff, start rating them, start putting them, and then we can start setting seeds because, Mike, I know you know about that tournament life. 
I mean, NCAA, NCAA tournament in March. We could shoot for March. Why don't we just do that? Because then we can uh, we can ride the, the March Madness wave. Yeah. As a fellow degenerate, I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. We'll follow. So uh, March Madness fans, and this will be a little bit where we bring a little bit of sports back in for you guys. Maybe you, if you guys follow the tournament, you can give us like updates as we have episodes. We could even do some like what they call play-in games, like some movies that are on the fringe to make the tournament. And you could have like a quick vote on Twitter or something, and that winner gets to play Avengers Endgame. So it's like a 16 versus one. So they're probably going to lose. It's probably going to be like Batman and Robin versus the 2003 Hulk. They're probably going to lose, but they get a shot. They get a shot. I love that, and I cannot wait to plan this thing with you guys. This is definitely going to be like a behind-the-scenes planning thing. Um, It's my New Year's resolution that we do this. We let it – you know, we were just getting our show underneath us, our feet on the ground. Now that we're off and running, I think we're in a position to get this done for you guys, and uh, you're definitely going to be a a part of it, you know, so get ready for the tournament event. And uh, I did want to bring up our schedule just at least one time for you to see. I talked a lot about it, so – like I said, Sunday's what you watching. Monday, we go live on Instagram. Watch for the music show on Tuesday. Live on Twitch Wednesday. You'll get uh, the major new podcast episodes. So this episode you're listening to right now drops on Thursday. And the video version of this episode drops on Friday. Saturday's all about the fans. We'll highlight some version of fan mail, put it out on our social accounts, um, and we'll keep it fresh. There'll be a lot of stuff even in between this. But at least now you know where you can find mostly superheroes, where to listen, where to watch. There's so many places to find us. If you're on the internet, you can find mostly superheroes. Just search it. PC Mike, did you have a good time today? Any final thoughts? Always a great time. 2021, big things coming, only brightness ahead. I love the optimism and giggler. Final words? Yes. I echo that that as well. I'm uh, I'm excited for podcasting, watching all this stuff, and everything that it entails, because I have the time to do so. We are three very lucky dudes that get to talk about this stuff and and have a lot of fun with you guys each week. Um, so we can't really say thanks enough for listening to our show and supporting our program. There's a lot of ways to support the show and 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 keep us moving in 2021. You can check all that out at mostlysuperheroes.com. But just the fact that you're listening and watching and talking about us, if you like us, we appreciate it. A lot more coming in 2021. So much is happening. We're in the golden age of television, and mostly superheroes is here to take you through it. Thank you for uh, checking in with us today, and we'll see you next time.